Good morning and welcome to what HR Examiner's What Are We Here Today, Stacy? One step closer with Stacy Harris and John Sumter. How are you're, you, Stacy? I'm good, John. You're you're doing pretty good considering I think you've been what in like four time zones in like three days here now, haven't you, or something? So <laughs> I had I had my I've heard of people who did it faster. My fastest trip in and out of Austin, Texas, twenty two hours wow. from touchdown to takeoff um, um, to give a presentation at the PayScale Users Conference. So, and then now I am in Las Vegas, beautiful Las Vegas, where the sun is shining and um, everything's a little weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, and and I, we're all heading over there in a in a few days for those of us who aren't there for this Rudian event already. So it's um it's 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 definitely going to be a bit of a different HR tech conference this year. You know, our hearts go out to everybody out there. But um um but you know um, things are moving forward. So we've got lots of news today. Um, obviously, um, the uh, updates coming out of the HR tech conference that's going to be happening next week, and we also have a lot of stuff. You've been at multiple conferences this week. I have not, John. So, um, I mean, obviously, this the the news in Las Vegas this week, I'm sure, had a big impact on what happened with the Ceridian event. But as you said, you were also at the Comfort event. And any place else this week? No, no, just to, just two spots and um, six or seven plane flights. Yeah, um, yeah. But 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 it's it's been an it's been an interesting time. You know the the report that that we finally put to bed. It'll be out on the streets on the nineteenth of October once it gets through production and then people will be able to buy it on the website. The 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 report couldn't have been more timely because everybody's talking about oh they're talking about artificial intelligence but what they really mean is software that makes it easier for people to use um, while delivering higher quality results Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's happening everywhere. People are adding this new layer, and they're doing it at PayScale, and they're doing it at Ceridian. So that will be the topic we'll have all through HR Tech this week is what you're saying, right? The idea of artificial intelligence, but really more of like a usability layer is what it sounds like. Um, it's it's going to be fascinating to see sort of how far away from uh, the reality of, of artificial intelligence we are once we – I can't wait to see your report personally because I'm, I'm interested in seeing – what is actually happening in the market? It's a big change going on right now. Yeah, so let me let me just slightly correct something I said. It's not really a usability layer. It's that it's that instead of software being you put data in and it gives you reports out, um, now the software is starting to actually do stuff. Hmm. So so my favorite easiest to understand example is that. Um, in the Chronos tool, they do they do uh, you know time and attendance and workforce planning and stuff. You can build a complex schedule for a hospital in Chronos, and it will look at your work and notice where you have people put in the schedule who are less likely to show up, and give you options for people who are more likely to show up. And so, 
so you get a better quality schedule out of the process because the schedule itself is more likely to complete. You're more likely to have the shift go off successfully because you won't have holes in the staffing that you need, right? And and it does that without prompting. Um, so 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 it helps you get better at actually doing your job, and that's astonishing. It's not AI, but it's astonishing, you know. And that same the the so I'm using Kronos as an example because on some levels they're the least likely player in an AI world, but they have all of this data, so they can do things like notice the pattern that indicates that a supervisor is shaving minutes off of people's time cards in order to make their financial numbers. And and, and this little analytical tool just sort of orbits the database looking for stuff like that and alerts you when it sees behavior that has been risky in other areas. Or, you know, I was at Ceridian this week, and they have a tool that um, looks over all of the trouble reports that they've ever done, and it's and it's it's a lot of trouble reports, and um, predicts when a customer is going to have a problem, so yeah. that their customer management people can call and say, you know what, you've had three episodes of X, and in Ten other customers, three episodes of X led to this Y problem, and you're going to have it. Let's see if we can correct it early and prevent you from having that problem. That's amazing. That's that's a, a mixture of sort of customer service and <clears throat> technology sort of working hand in hand, then, uh, which which might make the services side of this business a lot more valuable in some cases, possibly. So yeah, that'll be interesting yeah, to see. Yeah. And they're applying that same kind of thinking to the initial implementation and configuration of the system, which historically took them 48 tabs on an Excel spreadsheet to collect all the data they needed. And now they can automatically generate a close enough starting point so that there's not this crazy back and forth about data and missing data and that sort of thing. And so, so, I don't think these things are, quote, artificial intelligence, but they are things that make everybody's life easier and are not the way that software used to operate. Well, and and definitely HR is, is I think, on the forefront of where this is at. You know, we've seen a lot of it in the marketing side of things for consumers, but I don't know that we've seen a lot of this inside businesses yet this year, uh, you know, prior to this, you know, from an operations perspective, except for maybe uh, retail sort of higher, you know, demand generation and, and um, those type of things. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, as we roll these out in human-based process-oriented environments, how much of that's going to hold true in the numbers. Um, that's going to be the exciting thing, I think, and also the scary thing for most of the vendors and the buyers. You know, you know, we're 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 trial by by fire in many of these situations, right? Right. Well, it's going to be a busy week. Not only are you launching your uh, report, but you're, we're also speaking at HR Tech. Now, will you, will you be giving an update on the report at HR Tech next week as well in your uh, opening presentation? Because you're doing a presentation on Tuesday before some of the opening keynote sessions, right? 
Oh, you know, you know, it'd be hard for me not to talk to everybody I talked to about the report. I'm so <laughs> excited about about the insights and, and the results of the project. Um, I'm doing this, uh, uh, I've been doing it a couple of years now, the orientation to the conference. So uh, what's going on in the industry in general and what are the key things that you should see when you come to the show? And, and generally... I don't know, three or 400 people show up for that session. It, it'll be the very first day this year, and there's not much in the way of competition, so it might be a little larger. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll probably talk about it because um, so many people are offering artificial intelligence hype um, that it'll be useful to help people understand how to navigate them. Yeah, particularly so as they're walking through the expo hall, uh, I think they have, um, LRP said they have 80 brand new announcements, uh, products that are being launched at the showcase this year. I thought that was pretty interesting. I think we, somewhere they usually end in the range of 80 to 90 every year, but I thought this year, you know, there was a lot of opportunity to sort of launch some new things around AI definitely is all over the announcement of new products being released at HR Tech next week. So 80 Something to do with artificial intelligence products sounds like it's all being released. So, <laughs> is that amazing? And so, so your report is now done, and you're getting ready to deliver your big presentation about the state of the industry. We are, we are. Yes, I, I can with confidence now say that we will have a report next week. My amazing team, uh, Michelle and Aaron. You know, we were, we were, I was writing up through and analyzing data up through last week. Um, and they have done a phenomenal job getting everything laid out and in a format <clears throat> that we can get the report out in. And so um, it will be fresh off the presses next week. Everyone will get the newest um, data on what's happening in the state of the industry. Uh, if you know they have an opportunity to come to the presentation, we're on Wednesday morning, one of the first sessions from 11 to noon, and uh, we'll be talking about – I'm really excited this year about – some of the findings, because I think we're right on the cusp, and you know, this has to do with the artificial intelligence, but it also has to do with, I think, the fact that we have now, sort of, as an industry, gone through really about five years of big transformation efforts, like nonstop transformation. Uh, it's not to say there won't be a lot of transformations, but we're starting to sort of go on the, you know, the other side of that. What's beyond, you know. Um, basically creating a, a user experience that's that's more friendly. So we see a lot of people who are quite um, um, pleased with their current um, HR solutions, more so than they were in the past years. And so there's a lot of new and interesting things this year about um, how organizations are using these to actually um, get different outcomes in their organizations. Um, we're also going to be talking a lot about um, where the vendors are sort of lining up now, um, ranking from a user experience and vendor satisfaction perspective, um, and how that's changed in the last two years, because it has changed pretty dramatically. Um, and then we'll also be talking a little bit about emerging technology. We're going to go into some of the more boring stuff, you might say, but I actually think it's kind of interesting. So we'll have some new data on what's happening in the platform as a service area, um, infrastructure, as a structure, infrastructure as a service, um, as well as um, some interesting stuff around things like blockchain technology and in, in, um, Internet of Things, stuff that isn't quite falling into artificial intelligence but definitely has a big impact on it right now. So um, those are areas that we'll be talking about. So it'll be a busy week this week talking about all of that, along with the 36-plus, I think, uh, meetings that at least we have with vendors. I'm sure you have more than that, John. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a, it's my you know what what I do at this conference. Nobody ever sees me except the people I have meetings with. And what what I do is try to get a deep, rich understanding of what's actually going on in the industry. And it's it's a wonderful and exhausting experience. So so you mentioned infrastructure as a service. I've never heard anybody define that out loud. Can you? You're going to put me on the spot to put a definition out there, huh? <laughs> well, no. we're the pro. We're the pro, yeah. No, at least from what we're, you know, obviously there's a lot of different ways that organizations look at infrastructure service, but really what it comes down to is um, the idea of uh, not just putting stuff in the cloud and sort of a multi-tenants, you know, uh, environment where they host your information, but putting it in more of a public cloud, an Amazon or um, an Azure from Microsoft, um, Oracle's, one of their big announcements this week was they say have they they say they have an intelligent version of this now. Um, not sure, you know, Amazon and them kind of got into a, a bit of a tiff over uh, their two infrastructures of service offerings and whether or not they really were one was better than the other. But really, it's these the very very large public cloud solutions um, where people are basically loading up their their programs and then basically allowed to be able to sort of scale and analyze and do all kinds of um, uh, tool sets and accommodations in those environments they would not have in sort of um, individually housed environments, say, like with a vendor or on your own if you're doing on-premise. Um, the interesting thing I think now is that many of these organizations are also offering what they call personal clouds, which is they're now taking sort of some of that sort of infrastructure to service um, processes and tools, which are very automated and management-free and, you know, kind of hands-off, and they're transferring that back into some on-premise environments um, with them managing it through the cloud, but the environment's now being a little bit more accessible to people. I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but, but we're seeing some of that come out for sort of government and some of these more restricted data sets that people can't move to the cloud yet. So, um it's an interesting space to follow. It's definitely, I think, one of the places that um, seems very sort of arcane and um, not, you know, something that's really flashy right now. But when I talk to HR technology people who have made the move to infrastructure as a service, which basically means they've taken their on-premise environments and instead of, you know, going directly to the cloud, they've moved them into these sort of infrastructure environments, they have really seen huge savings and um, huge um, uh, improvements in their ability to sort of scale up and scale down and um, keep up times up and those type of things that um, have been a big difficulty for HR um, IT groups in the past. So there's some real benefits to doing it. Oh, that's that's interesting. That was, that was pretty good. So essentially, infrastructure as a service starts with the sort of Amazon um, cloud processing capabilities uh, where, where you get sort of infinite storage or you can buy all the storage yeah. you want and infinite processing that you can buy as you need it. Um, and then extends that somehow into um, cloud-based management of physical servers on your property. Mm -hmm. 
That's what they're starting to do, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the newest version of this. I'll have to be honest, I don't understand all the technology behind that one, but that's, that's the next thing that we're, that we're hearing a lot of uh, talk about. And part of this gets into where do you need to keep um, some data at, particularly for regional requirements. Um, so that is uh-huh. one of the answers for that issue right now is, is the ability to be able to keep some of this data, still manage in the cloud, still manage with the same services model, right? But it's in a place that you can – tell your governing body that it's in your region and in your uh, um, market area. So, Cool. Yeah. cool. So it, um, we have a lot of other things going on this week. We, we, we might want to sort of um, also uh, touch base on a couple other things happening at HR Tech this week that people should maybe pay attention to. Besides me and you doing wonderful presentations, everyone should come to. Um, There's also a lot of other um, things going on. One of them is the HR Gives Back event um, that uh, Molly Lombardi is one of our counterparts in the sort of analyst space who runs Aptitude Research. She's been running the HR Gives Back for the last three years, I think, now we're going on, um, which is a sort of HR technology community um, charity uh, that started with the HR Tech Conference. Um, and they have raised over $75,000 for the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's, which is very personal uh, for Molly Lombardi, for those who know her. And so that's really exciting. That will be going on. I think they've got multiple different types of HR gives back things going on. I, I, I haven't heard of anybody shaving their head this year, but I have definitely heard of people doing dance-a-thons, and we've got walks and rides, and there's other people who are doing some interesting things in the HR gives back um, arena as well. Cool, cool. Let's 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 shout out Molly and make sure that people figure out how to do that. Is there an HR gives back website? There is, there is. It's um, actually I'm just looking to see. I thought I had it in this um, link. Yeah, it's, it, it, there's a press release right now out. If you just type in probably HR gives back, you will find the press release. Um, and she does have a website, and I think there's a. a GoFundMe page as well, or, or a page for the charity. Oh, it's through the Michael J. Fox Foundation. So you would go to the Michael J. Fox Foundation and look up HR Gives Back, and you can find it there as well. Got it. Okay, well, let's help Molly help Michael J. Fox. Maybe we can get a ride <laughs> in a DeLorean. I'm telling you, if I could just get, yeah, that there, there's a there's a lot of things that I'm a fangirl for. One would be a Michael J. Fox meeting, so... <laughs> Girl of the 80s, no doubt. (laughs) So um, we also had, as you mentioned, the Ceridian Conference. We should probably cover a little bit of of what else went on there in the Payscale Conference uh, today, John, if there's any big announcements. We also have updates this week from Oracle. Oracle had their, uh, is sort of in the midst of their users conference still, Oracle Open World. Um, And a couple of of different announcements came out of that this week. Um, We also have a couple of organizations that have um, uh, obtained funds this week, which is sort of an interesting right before HR Tech sort of group. Um, Envoy Global um, raised $21 million in the Series C um, funding. We also uh, saw that Energage, that's a, an organization I haven't had any experience with, but I thought it was sort of interesting because um, they received $15 million, not a small amount um, in funding. Um, and then uh, someone both of us, I think, are, are meeting with at HR Tech. They've, they've been on the sort of briefing server for a while as Fuel50. They secured $2.5 million in funding uh, for their career management tool. We can talk a little bit about what they're doing. Um, lots of news this week about paychecks. Um, for those who sort of um, spend a lot of time looking at the SMB market, you know, the, the next 
best well-known uh, technology in that space is probably Paychex compared to ADP. Um, they've had not only some new announcements, but new releases in their product this week. And then if we have time, um, there's been a lot of uh, scuttle about what's going on with the Workdays. Um, uh, their conference is going on at the same time as HR Tech, so there's some uh, analysts who have put out some commentary on that, which is worth probably talking a little bit about. Uh, Slack's relationship with Oracle is worth talking about. If you haven't paid attention to that, it's worth the time. Um, and then if we have time, John, we could talk about Bumble launching their new job search tool. I'm just absolutely fascinated by this. That the, you know, we we've, we've had an eHarmony launching a, a job search tool, but now it's Bumble, which is the swipe left, swipe right, you know, on uh, meeting someone. But the the sort of female driven version of that uh, now is is swipe left, swipe right for a job if you want one. Hold it, hold um, it, hold it. Let, let, let me get this right. So so Bumble <laughs> is. I've looked at what they're doing, and and it is a parse through candidates by looking at their pictures, women first application. Well, is that I, right? yeah. <laughs> I I think it's supposed to be the other way around, as in the the idea. Bumble's is is basically, um, and and I am not on the dating scene, so I am not the person to be asking about sort of the the sort of swipe left, swipe right um, community. But the idea is that um, with the Bumble technology, my understanding is, is that um, in that environment, women have to make the first move just to avoid some of the challenges that you find in some of the other technology, I guess, that um, has people contacting you who you don't want to have contact you and could lead to some abuse and issues of stalking. So their way to solve this is to have sort of a women first, uh, in other words, contact. And I think they're now taking this as a candidate first contact approach, right? So the business can't see you, is my understanding, unless they say they want to be contacted. So I, I think that's that's my understanding of it. Boy, yes. that sounds sketchy. That boy that <laughs> sounds sketchy. That, yeah. that, that that sounds that sounds like every HR person's nightmare. <laughs> I'm not I don't think Bumble's going to be at the HR Tech Conference, but I could be wrong because I'll be looking for him on the expo floor. But hold yeah, on, this, this. Hold on. Did you hear what you said? You said I don't think Bumble's going to be. Um... <laughs> no pun intended. Yes, yes, that's a very good point. <laughs> Obviously, we're getting a little I, happy this week. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I, I don't think Bumble's going to be either. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's well worth paying attention to. I think you know we're going to see more consumer tools. I think you know thinking that they can step into the HR space because it's 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 just a simple issue of connecting people, right? <laughs> right, so, right. Getting a job—that's easy. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so that's definitely in the news this week. Um, <clears throat> but maybe let's back up a little bit, talk a little bit about Ceridian and uh, PayScale. Anything at the events that you think is is worth making sure everybody's aware of this week? Uh, you, you know, Ceridian uh, demoed the most comprehensive voice interface that I've seen so far, and, and that's that's interesting. Although I, I got to tell you that that a lot of what I'm seeing are people demonstrating other people's capabilities, and and so it's it's very hard uh, to to demonstrate your underlying software capability when it expresses through an Amazon product. Um, and 
I think that's a challenge that people are going to face in marketing. But it was amazing um, and, and, a, and a fairly thoughtful piece of software execution, as you'd expect from Ceridian. And so that was, that was powerful and important there. And, you know, I never really spent time with Payscale. So when I went down to their conference in Austin, what I was most surprised with was how gracious and friendly they were, you know. You and I get fussed over a lot when we go out to, to spend time with people. Um, and this was the most authentic and generous fussing that I've ever been the subject of. Um, and, and I think that extended out to the customers that I met. They all felt like they were part of something that was very friendly and very generous. And they have a... Um, they have what I think is the state of the art in content marketing, and it is an actual um, community that's tied into their CRM so that the community becomes a way of building relationships with individual clients that can be transferred between the community people and the account managers and the salespeople um, and the development people. So it's a, uh, they're really interesting. Interesting, yeah. You know, that, that whole relationship between sort of customer, clients, uh, networking, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, we're, we're starting to really rethink the idea of, of what a customer is in these environments, and uh, it's, it's good to hear some of the vendors starting to, I think, pay attention to that um, and something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, you know, so, so we're, we're in kind of a bind for time. We got so excited about HR tech. <laughs> We did, yeah. What, um, what do you think the most important story is in the pile that you've got? Oh, oh, I don't know about most important. Um, I, I think you know it's worth mentioning what's happening with Oracle. Um, only you know Oracle Open World um, is one of the biggest events that happens each year in the tech space in San Francisco, just because it just encompasses so much, right? Um, but uh, this year, I think what was really interesting is that. Um, they really went after this infrastructure as a service story, saying that they were going to create something that was better, cheaper, faster, um, would save people money from the Amazon environment. And then the HR group sort of fell into that with a um, a real investment in um, their relationship with um, organizations like the um, uh, Slack. Um, so there was a lot of conversation about how Slack and their new relationship with Oracle would make it easier in the HR environment to do things like take time off. So similar to what you were saying, you know, people are, are sort of demoing other people's tools to show how good their tools are going to be, right? Um, I think they had a lot of that going on in the event. We also saw them sort of demoing their new native recruiting platform, and that I think is going to be um, really interesting. It's one of the first times in probably since Cornerstone launched their native recruiting platform that we've seen one of the big ERP saying, look, we're just going to build it again new on the recruiting space, um, which is an interesting side note to what's going to happen to the Toledo product and where that's going to head. Um, and so those are probably the two biggest announcements that I saw come out of the Oracle space, and I think they're worth paying attention to. Um, we also, I think, um, you know, have to pay attention to, at some level to the fact that um, they launched new governance, risk, and compliance tool, um, which is really about managing governance and risk and compliance. And obviously, with everything that's just recently gone on with the cybersecurity issues and hacks, 
um, it's interesting to see that Oracle has has invested in that as a product in their HR space versus maybe some other areas. Well, yeah, I think I th- it's interesting to try to get a bead on Oracle. They are very uh, particular in the way that they communicate, um, and that makes it hard to understand what they're really up to from my perspective. And there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and then probably, you know, if we, there are last few minutes, if we want to spend a little bit of time on who's getting money, um, Envoy Global raising $21 million. That's interesting. Uh, Envoy Global, for those who might not know them, is a global immigration uh, a workforce management platform. So basically what they do is they help organizations. They have services in legal and they have um, technology uh, that they put together to help organizations basically hire people who are, working from outside their country. And so um, it's, it's, a, it's a legal slash technology. They've grown pretty rapidly in the last few years um, and um, have gotten quite a few rounds of investment. Uh, but this $21 million, um, is going to be used for sales and marketing efforts. And I think we're going to hear more of this as we get tighter regulations in the um, immigration space where people are trying to say, look, I, I need the top talent. They're not in my country, but there's a lot of red tape around this. How do I go about doing this? Um, right now, a lot of those things are handled by HR groups within organizations, particularly large organizations. It looks like we're looking towards an outsourcing model for some of this. Um, so it's, I'd say it's worth watching what they're doing. So. so so it looks to me like this is a – it's going to be hard and expensive to recruit foreign nationals to come to work for you. And so we can help you identify who the best are and keep track of the process. Is that the basic idea here? Yeah, and keep track of the legal requirements of all the paperwork and all the materials and all the the things you can and can't do. Yeah. That, That must be way more complicated than I ever imagined it could be. I thought this was something you could track on a spreadsheet. No, yeah, particularly with some of the changes that are taking place, you know, um, with the immigration regulations here in the States, but it's really all over the world that we're seeing some of this, right? Um, Status is changing, what people can do with visas or what they can't do with visas. Um, This has become a a much more complex environment. Uh, I just recently had a friend who had H-1B visa who, you know, was here looking for a new job. There's a lot that goes into that. And who are you, you know, who's allowed to source and not allowed to source in that environment? So it's it's definitely, I think, a, a unique set of capabilities from a technology perspective. So, yeah. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fascinating. I'm, I'm seeing businesses open up to do things that I never imagined would be things at all. And this, this, is, this is one of those. But, mm-hmm. but every time somebody gets down this road, it turns out to be a high merit um, excursion. So, yeah. so let's let's see what Envoy Global does. Have you talked to them? I ha- I have not had an opportunity to speak with them. I I've seen them. Um, the, they've generally been a lot of the same places like Move Guides has been, right? So those are, we follow right. Move. Um, and so um, I think you'll see more of them. Twenty one million is no drop in the bucket, right? Um, and so I think you'll see more of them um, here this this week at HR Tech. But I also think you're going to see more of them this year. So, and you know. We're not seeing some of the big, big numbers that we saw in the last two years from an investment perspective for HR technology, but we still are seeing it in niche areas, and this is one of the niche areas I think you're going to see. Um, we're also seeing it in, obviously, a lot of the recruiting space 
um, and a lot of the sort of workforce management quasi-tracking skill set space as well. Great. Cool. So we have come to the end of our rope again. Uh, and as usual, we have more rope to go than we have uh, rope consumed. Uh, I know, I know. I'm, I'm feeling like we didn't even get through half of the conversation today. So uh, my apologies for uh, uh, you know, giving everybody all the list of things that uh, we didn't get to. But I think usually on HR Examiner, uh, Julian does a nice job listing all the stuff that we were going to try and get to. And so if they want some details on it, they can get to it this week in um, HR Examiner, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and um, maybe maybe what we should do is start evolving the format so that that we nugget the stuff up front. Yeah. Let's talk about that. But anyhow, thanks for doing this. Um, um, it was a remarkable conversation, as usual. And I really appreciate the fact that you're here, Stacy, and that everybody who's listening is listening. Thanks, John. Yeah, we are uh, looking forward to seeing everybody next week who will be at HR Tech and uh, always have a, an enjoyable time doing this. It's, it's good to get caught up on where the market's at. So thanks, everyone. That's right. See you next week in HR Tech, and thanks for listening in. You have been listening to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumter, and we will see you the next time around. Bye-bye now. Bye.